Hello you, Angela Scanlon here on the Graeme Norton radio show with Waitrose. One weekend done and another to go as Graeme makes the most of his remaining summer holiday. Here's what I've got for you this time. Dr. Amir Khan has a debut novel, How Not to Have an Arranged Marriage, and he's telling us all about it. Show chef Martha gets all sweet and gooey with the best apricot galette. And I meet my match in another round of Word Up. You'll see what I mean a bit later on. Let's get cracking, shall we? Okay, Dr. Amir Khan, your debut novel. I did say you were a Sunday Times bestseller twice over. (laughs) But this one, How Not to Have an Arranged Marriage is your debut novel. It is, yes. First of all, the move into fiction. I mean, I feel like that's quite a bold move because I imagine, you know, your other books are based on reality and experience and advice and all of those things. And then here we are, you know, maybe drawing from life, but it's a very different discipline. It's a very different discipline. And I didn't I didn't know how hard it would be. I kind of came up with the title, How Not to Have an Arranged Marriage. It's a great title. <laughs> Without a story. Fabulous. <laughs> how all the best things start. Yes. <laughs> and then I rang my agent up and I went, I've got this cracking title. And I know this world really well because in our culture, kind of arranged marriages where you get introduced to suitable people mm-hmm. as an option. My mum always says, find your own. But if you haven't by this age, I'm going to find them oh, for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you get it wrong, come yeah, back to me. Yeah, and so so it's it's like having an additional option to kind of going to work and seeing someone there, or going on okay. Tinder and all this kind of stuff. But so they, like a little backup, a like little how backup. people sometimes go with a, a mate. Yes. If we haven't found anyone else, you'll do exactly. Okay. Except with this way, it's been they've been pre-approved by your mum. Usually, about ten of your aunties have had a conversation <laughs> as well, uh, and there's lots of things that red flags that you would disregard they've sorted it all out okay. for you and so this person comes along i'll be honest with you angela because i've been on a few of these arranged marriage dates myself that my i didn't find my partner that way but okay. i tried uh and uh it's super awkward because all our lives in our culture my mum was like right focus on your studies don't talk to girls don't talk to girls don't talk to girls blinkers on yes and then when i came of age i know that sounds a bit like downton abbey but when i came yeah. of age, my mum was like right i'm gonna take you around to these girls houses okay. and you're supposed to bring the banter bearing in mind you've never spoken to a girl before and you're supposed to bring the banter in front of your mum and dad in front of her mum and dad and everybody's just like looking at you and it's horrendous but also even if you're not fully on board and going okay i just have to please my mum yes. you're thinking that those parents she may go oh no it's zero banter that's not happening exactly well some of my sisters went through the arranged marriage process and they would sometimes make a decision based on just looking out the window when the person came (laughs) honestly and refused to come down yes i know mean girls mean girls (laughs) they didn't even end didn't even have a cup of tea no if they had no hair that was it Oh my god, that's brutal. But it's all in the book. So all these kind of different scenarios. But also what's really interesting is like the parents are so determined to outdo each other and find the best match for their child who's better than someone else's match. And so is that I mean then this might not be a a single answer, but is the best match based on, you know, the assets that said partner would bring to the table? Or is it based on the degree or is it based on their (laughs) you know all of those things. It's like a top trumps. And there is actually a catalogue because I've been Stop in a catalogue. Ca- you've been in the catalogue. I thought I'd be a top Trump, but God, I was you're not. You're a front pager, babe. Come <laughs> I was on. Not. I was like low down. Stop it. So like, what re- like on a sliding yeah. scale. So like height and, you know, what you do for work, your earning potential, your family, you know, what their standing is in the community. All of these score points. And then you kind of find a 
find a match. And I thought, you know, being a GP, that's a good South Asian being job. A good head of hair. Yeah, good head of hair. Yeah. But no, because I'm competing with like surgeons and like professors and all this kind of stuff. And GPs are like the runts of the medical litter. <laughs> they are. I told my mum I was going to be a GP. She was so disappointed. <laughs> she was so disappointed. I've got like a sister who's a surgeon and a sister who's an A&E consultant. So she introduces them first to everyone and doesn't even bother with me. They don't even come down the stairs. Yeah, They're like, they don't. he's a GP. Yeah, I know. Boo. <laughs> oh my God. It's a very high Very competitive. And very very high achievers across yeah, the board. Yeah. So, does Yosef have hair? Yusuf does. Yusuf, sorry. Yes. Yusuf's very handsome. He's our main character. Yes. He's very handsome. Uh, he's very tall. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to find a South Asian tall man, okay. Angela. <laughs> this is rare. <laughs> I speak from experience being a short South Asian man. <laughs> so, so that's an that's like a that's a top. That's trump. a bonus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like, if there was and um, this is going off piece a bit, but sperm donors. I once did a documentary about redheads. I am, you know, yeah. and um, the biggest sperm bank in the world in Denmark uh, does not expect accept sperm from red-headed no. guys because <laughs> there is no demand really? apparently. I feel like red-headed men are having their moment now well, maybe. though, aren't they? Harry you get a beard kind of and yeah. all of that. You look like a lumberjack redhead. I think that's a good look. <laughs> it's a good look. <laughs> so anyway, a bit of height puts you top of the yes. pecking order. So yeah, so Yusuf, but uh, and his mum, she's ready for him to find the perfect match. She's okay. going on about it, but he's in love with someone else, oh. a girl he's met at university who's not from the same culture and they've been going out for five years and he's ho- he was hoping... Like secretly going out. Secretly going out all through university and then he was coming home in the holidays and pretending it wasn't happening and he thought he'd have the courage to tell his parents about it but then he bottled it and he broke up with her but they meet again while he's dating these arranged marriage girls and... Oh, it's really messy, really messy. And his mum finds out about it, but she doesn't tell him and she's determined to put an end to whatever's going on, honestly. quite dramatic. Very dramatic. You say there are two big fat Asian weddings in this book. Yes. (laughs) Double whammy. So do you have in your head a film adaptation? I mean, that would be incredible. When you're Asian, you go to a lot of weddings. Mm-hmm. Summer is just wedding season. So every Saturday, Sunday, you'll be going through a, to a wedding all through the summer. And they're amazing. When I was younger, I didn't appreciate it. I was like, oh, mum, I don't want to go. But now I'm like totally on board because you get fully dressed up. Mm-hmm. There's so much dancing. The food is incredible. The music, the drums kind of start. The drum players start. And like you walk in with the bride and groom and everybody's doing bangra. And oh. honestly, it's so much joyous fun. celebration yeah, yeah and i wanted to capture that so we've got two weddings in this one in the uk which is like the uk version of an asian wedding and then there's another one in india where it's all the bells and whistles and elephants and that kind of thing all the good stuff yeah all the good stuff <laughs> well it is currently number two and number three yeah <laughs> we heard on the news earlier on a teacher who won the lotto and ditched it all in pursuit of a career as a crime writer. Um, I mean, is that ever? Is there ever a bit of you that's like, geez, I'd love to ditch this, you know, nine to five doctor thing? <laughs> well, first of all, it's not nine to no, five. No, I bet it's, it's like, not. It's like 14 hours a day. But I don't want to ditch it. I definitely don't because I love, I love where I work and I love my patients. I've been there for... 12 years at that same surgery so I know I feel like I've got to that point where I can say to some of the kids I remember when you were just a little dot in your oh. mum's belly and then you get in trouble because they don't know how they got there <laughs> but, but no I don't think I would ever ditch it I love the writing I love the telly stuff and I think I've got a balance 
well, probably, yeah, I think I've, I've got I've got no life. But yeah, okay. I do all this Fine, work. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Loads but, of time for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I quite like how it's working at the moment. I don't, yeah. th- but no, no shade on that teacher. Teaching is hard, man. Totally hard. So I get it. And do, um, how do the patients respond? Are they ever like, don't be using me now as a case study on Lorraine <laughs> next well, week? No, normally they come in because I've been there for so long. They don't care that I'm on TV because that's a relatively new thing. Okay. And, and so they, they usually start every teacher. Uh, uh, um, appointment just a roll of their eyes and going oh you're on the tv again that's why it's so hard to get an appointment even though i'm there like a crack of dawn <laughs> so if your mum is not keeping you grounded they are yeah my mum calls me at work and like I, she's only supposed to call me in emergencies but it's stuff always stuff like oh um i need a new what do you think of these curtain patterns <laughs> <laughs> vital stuff vital very stuff. time sensitive yeah. <laughs> she rang one of the receptionists to find out if i wore a coat to work during the winter she really did <laughs> And she brings them in food as well oh to get them on side. <laughs> to get them on side. So she, she'll always have her calls put through. Always, always. She's got like the, 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 the staff number. She's a genius. <laughs> she An evil genius. Yes. I love that. Your coat. Um, now, you did a documentary called Sugar Crash. Yes. Dr. Amir's Sugar Crash on Channel 5. I've been... Like reading a lot, obviously that like chick who does the glucose, um, the glucose, the glucose goddess, goddess yeah, yeah. Has made, it's very much in the ether. This conversation mm. around sugar spikes and that patch on your arm and all that stuff. I've got it on. He's got one. Yeah, I've got it on. Okay, so what what makes you spike? You know what? It's so random. My my blood sugar seem to be higher first thing in the morning before I've actually eaten anything. Okay. But I tell you, I found out what brings it down is salads, just leafy salads, and which is good, yes, right? You yeah. want it to be down exactly. Okay. So so I, I'm I'm just figuring it out. It's just been a few days that I've had this on, and the reason okay. I've got it on is not I'm not doing anything apart from I'm a diabetic specialist GP, and my patients now wear these, and they have the app, and I need to know how the app works. Okay. So I'm just doing a two two week trial, but it's He's a doing real a documentary. Yeah, upcoming. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but it's a real eye opener honestly i would recommend it to everyone because it really makes you watch what you eat yeah okay and and be more informed about what the yes. impact is because i have two small kids and you can see very clearly with your eyes mm. when there's been an injection of sugar in yeah. terms of the behavior and the energy and totally. the kind of you know slightly wild-eyed yeah, <laughs> nature yeah. of them but i mean in my head and i have a sweet a sweet tooth but Will we in years to come, do you think, consider sugar the same way we look at smoking now retrospectively that we're like, sorry, what? My parents used to feed me sugar to pacify me. Is it like... Yeah, I I think we're almost there with that way of thinking. It's it's this refined sugar rather than sugar in general because carbohydrates and natural sugars are reasonable and we can I'll talk about that in a second but refined sugar where where sugar has been added into things to to add to the taste or make you like it more or make you come back for more yeah okay is is the problem because you know w- what we know about sugar is is it it, it it causes your insulin to go up and insulin is an inflammatory hormone it's got lots of benefits and it's mm-hmm. important in loads of ways uh, but as a diabetes GP I know prolonged or repetitive insulin spikes cause so much inflammation okay. increase your risk of cancer heart disease all of this kind well, of inflammation thing is the the root of everything yes, right yes totally problematic totally. yeah yeah and so whereas people worry about natural sugars and eating fruit because that's one of the most common questions i get well if i eat fruit will my sugars spike but you've got to remember the the sugar in fruit is bound to fiber mm-hmm, and the fiber okay. will slow down the absorption and so you don't get the same sugar spike and the insulin spike afterwards so okay. and there is you know eating lots of fruit 
doesn't cause type 2 diabetes. Eating lots of refined sugar does increase your mm-hmm. risk of type 2 okay, diabetes. Okay, so it's the type, but also it's the combo, isn't it? Sorry, I'm being really nerdy. I'm yeah. very interested. So it's like whether you combine it, as you say, it's already got fibre in there yes. rather than a fruit juice, which all the fibre has been stripped out yes. of. Or um, like combining it with peanut butter or something that's like yeah. heavy in fat to slow down the absorption. Is that how it works? That's right. So if He's you, looking at me no, like, no, no, I'm not no, quite No, big. you're absolutely right. So <laughs> if you are going to eat sugar, and that's fine because mm-hmm. everybody's got the right to do whatever they want, yeah. the best thing to do is eat something first. So so usually kind of vegetables or protein first because they form a mesh on the inside of your intestine and reduce that sugar absorption. So again, when I'm talking to my patients with type 2 diabetes, what I say to them, look, is get your plate of food ready. You, you, you should have some vegetables in there. Carbohydrates, really important part of the mm. diet. Don't cut them also out. Also delicious. Also delicious. <laughs> totally. And then protein. Eat your vegetables first, eat your protein next, and then okay. save your carbs. Uh, and that's okay. a, a really good way just to manage those sugar spikes. Okay. Um, I am, I'm doing Strictly. I don't know if I've mentioned yes. it today. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Should I be carb loading? I'm asking, you know, for some professional <laughs> advice here. So the idea of carb loading is, is a bit of a funny one because, because when you carb load, when you store sugar, there's only mm. so much uh, carbohydrates you can store inside your cells. Once you reach the limit, you then start to store it as fat. Okay. Uh, and so that isn't a good thing. And it gets stored as fat in your liver and that can impair your liver function okay. so i would say you know it's all about no. balance yeah yeah no, <laughs> Hard no don't do from it from dr amir on the carb loading <laughs> so so you know get loads of it's, and, and and don't focus on one type of nutrient focus on multiple nutrients and and nutrient dense foods so okay. so you know again it's the same stuff we already know the, the the vegetables the fruit and the lean cuts of meat like chicken and fish uh those are nutrient dense and you're not just focusing on protein or or carbohydrates which are the macronutrients you're focusing mm-hmm on the antioxidants Every, no, nobody talks about the antioxidants enough so like eat the rainbow vibe eat the rainbow berries berries are a Love really a honestly they're full of antioxidants full of anti-cancer stuff mm-hmm. we should all be eating more berries okay and before I let you go I mean, eating more, it feels like, you know, foraging, wildlife, that kind of idea of being out in nature. It's my favourite thing. It is your favourite thing, isn't it? So you're (laughs) vice president of the Wildlife Trusts, right? And the president of the RSPB. There he goes, underachiever. (laughs) Forget about the surgeon, mom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Who needs a surgeon? (laughs) Got an El Presidente here. (laughs) In a a tight t shirt. Very tight. working out Angela I've got to show it off good for you good for you well listen it was an absolute pleasure to thank have you, you in thank you for coming in How Not to Have an Arranged Marriage by Dr Amir Khan comes out in hardback this Thursday the 7th of September it is wonderful and you should all go pre-order it now still to come it's Angela versus Angela in Word Up but we need a bit of energy first here is show chef Martha oh hello how are you happy Sunday happy Sunday I am well thank you how are you I'm very well um, now what are we doing today oh something sweet nice which puts a smile on everyone's face when I roll the trolley through the office and it's <laughs> a sweet smelling it smells dessert. I was like ooh and um, this is an apricot galette. Oh, now what is a galette? So, well, in my head, a galette's a crepe. Yes, well, there is galette crepes, okay. and then 
confusingly with the same name but from the same country of course <laughs> is French the French like to keep us on our toes galette tart they're both similar like a galette pastry a galette pancake even is a savoury pancake that's a little bit open so you can kind of see the filling okay. and a galette tart is a bit like the same kind of thing but for a sweet fruit so I love galettes and if you love making desserts but pastry is like oh that's mm. too hard they always mess that up on Bake Off I don't want to try it yeah. galettes are a great place to start because you don't even need a tin it's just free form. It's all about the way you what, like just... like on a bit of baking paper? It's just, yeah, baking tray, baking parchment, and then you fold up all the corners to encase your fruit. And it's got a lovely little rustic look, and it's supposed to look like that. <laughs> so, because often with I pastry... I was not judging it, Martha. I think it looks <laughs> like, very Ah, oh, yes, this rustic. all makes sense. <laughs> but pastry is scary when it's like, oh, it has to be perfectly in the tin, it needs to be blind baked, and it yeah. needs to be Well, all those beans trimmed. and timings and butter... Yeah, it's worth learning, but this is a really good place to start because it's just a little bit more rustic, okay. tastes great, and you can use any kind of soft fruit. This is an apricot one because apricots are in season at the moment and they're really they lovely and zingy and fresh, mm. but you could use kind of nectarines, peaches, plums, okay. even apples and pears and things like that. Everything works well. So you can do galettes year-round once you've mastered it. Okay. <laughs> you've got it for every dinner party coming up. <laughs> I love that. And so it's kind of pastry for dummies now. Or it's like an alternative if pastry is too frightening for you. Kind of. I mean, you're still making the pastry. Oh, no. It's just Martha, the way you that you're it. handling it is more simple. Okay. You don't need to blind bake it. You don't need to be crimping it or anything like oh, that. Oh, no crimping. Okay. And what about, could we sub that um, doughy bit out for a like, um, rollout uh, phyllo situation? Yeah. I would probably go for a short crust. That one. Roll out short crust. But they have it in the freezer section in Waitrose. So there is something for everyone. Okay, <laughs> everyone fine. Everyone can do this. Well, it looks delicious. <laughs> is that thyme on the top of it? It is a little bit Ooh, of lemon thyme. Oh, that feels nice. So it's kind of a contrast, isn't it? So how do we do it, Martha? So we're going to start with the pastry. Now, you can make this as simple as you want. I've kind of, because this is the best apricot galette, I've had tried lots of different variations okay. of pastries and tried to find the one that I think works the best. So this is a bit of a posh pastry. because I was going to say, we're talking best or easiest. Yeah, exactly. I always try and find that middle ground because mm. the best of some things is literally like be in your kitchen for Hold three days. Situation. <laughs> exactly. So I thought, let's, we'll find one that you can do in a day. It's not too hard. Okay, in a day. In a day. In a day. <laughs> <Cash> <laughs> Clear your diaries, everybody. <laughs> um, no, so we, the pastry is a bit of a posh pastry because it's got some toasted flaked almonds ground up into it. It's also got some rye flour in there, which just adds a bit of complexity healthy. to the flavour. Yeah, a little bit healthy, just a bit of a different flavour. But if you just want to use plain flour and you don't want to put almonds in, that is fine as well. You can do it. Shame same. on you. So I put everything into food processor for pastry because keeping it cold is like the secret to making really good pastry. Okay. You don't want to be having warm fingers in your pastry, mm -hmm. making everything melt. So we're putting our almonds, our plain flour, rye flour, a bit of caster sugar and our butter into a food processor pulsing them together and you want the butter to be a little bit like pea-sized for short cross pastry you blend it all the way till it's kind of completely dissolved Crummy. into the flour but we want little we want to be able to see bits of butter it creates a lovely little flake in the pastry so it's not all completely unanimous and okay. um, we're then adding an egg yolk a little bit of water until it comes together and then stick that into the still fridge. in the processor still in the processor okay. take it out and then Wrap it in cling film, stick it into the fridge until you're ready to ready to roll. So this is what it's called. Is this proving? Are we proving it? We're no, that's in a hot it. press, isn't it? Resting it. Proving resting. would be yeast. Yeast. Sorry. Thankfully, there's no yeast involved here. That would that would be taking this level, this recipe okay. to another level. That'd be two days. <laughs> okay, fine. We don't have two days. Thankfully, 
just needs a little rest, just to cool down, just to solidify that butter again. Okay. We're going to prepare our filling whilst mm -hmm. this is happening. So I'm taking apricots, we're going to halve them around the middle, cut them into little wedges, stick them into a big bowl with some corn flour, some vanilla, a bit of caster sugar, lemon thyme, as you say, adds a nice little bit of fragrance and just makes things look a bit posh when it's... And what's the corn flour doing in there? So the corn flour is going to thicken it into almost like a jam. So once it's set, because I think it's a bit like a big glorified jam tart mm, in some ways. Is, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, it bubbles up in the oven, the juices come out of the fruit, and if you don't put any corn flour in, it, it just gets a bit soggy and runny. But the corn flour genius. Works. So it makes it's it magic. jelly kind of like. Exactly. Oh. So we toss our apricots in this. We get your pastry out. We're going to roll it out into a little big circle, mm. nice and thin. Pile your apricots into the middle, spread them out into one even layer. If you want to be fancy, you can kind of arrange them in a nice little spiral You've done shape. A little arrangement. Well, I felt like I should make an effort for you. you have. <laughs> it's Sunday. Once your apricots are on, you're then going to just use the parchment that you rolled it out on okay. to just fold up the edges of the pastry okay. in to kind of make like a hexagon shape and it doesn't need to be neat literally just in case to create a little border it's not neat guys <laughs> it's not neat it's supposed to be rustic it's part of the charm <laughs> exactly yeah everyone is different isn't that nice but also i think if you're serving it to people and it looks a bit rough around the edges that's more impressive mm. because there's suspicion if it's too perfect exactly that you're right. styling mm. out a shop bought situation. you got back from the waitress freezer section exactly <laughs> exactly people will know that. you made this um and then we're putting a little bit of demerara sugar just on the outside of that pastry so that's what makes it brown bit of sweetness it just adds a little bit of texture mm. then it's going into the oven for about 45 minutes it'll be really bubbly when it comes out you need to leave it to cool down completely okay. otherwise it'll be running away on your plate and then I brushed it with a bit of apricot jam because that's a very fancy French patisserie kind of thing to do very nice and then you serve it lush can we do dried apricots because in my head when he said apricots that's what I see not necessarily the fresh ones mm, I no it's I a no it's a hard not. no from Martha <laughs> on the dry day abort abort don't <laughs> use dried apricots I feel like because they have higher sugar content in the oven Oh. They would probably catch a bit earlier than a fresh apricot. Okay, and by catch you mean what? Burn. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I'm so sorry, burn. guys. There's no dinner today. It's caught. <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> it just caught in the oven. It's a nice way of saying, isn't it? I've absolutely ruined this. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm writing that down and never going to forget it. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, and then cream. Little ice cream, cream. yeah, or ice cream, and it's also really lovely cold because mm. it kind of holds, holds its shape quite nicely. Lovely. I like a pouring cream. I have to say, it feels very agricultural. Oh, good. I picked the right one for you. you. Absolutely <laughs> did. That apricot galette, the very best one, is available. The recipe that is on waitrose.com forward slash showchef with all of the other recipes that Martha does for us. And if you want to have a look at it, and you do, it's glazy and delectable. Virgin Radio UK on the socials. Let us know what you think, and I'll see you next weekend. Thank yes. you so much. See you next week. Our competition word up is back and your chance to win a Graham Norton with Waitrose gift box including a reusable drinks cup Waitrose brew champagne number one which is delicious I haven't drank it on air just in case you come for me <laughs> salted caramel truffles and number one aged balsamic vinegar of Moderna not just the normal one Get involved Angela has Hello and good morning in Edgeware Hello, good morning, Angela. Angela to Angela. It's not <laughs> often I get the chance to chat to my namesake. Oh, it's not often I, I get 
to um, speak to my partner's love interest. He absolutely <laughs> adores you, Angela. Oh, dear. Is this going to be awkward? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I love it. He's, he's a bus driver. He'll be so gutted that oh, I could speak to you. Devastated. <laughs> well, listen, I have your number. I'll send you a selfie after, yeah? <laughs> so oh, what's happening you. this morning, Angela? What are you um, up to? You've got the morning, house to yourself. We have um, we have a rescue dog, but we've also now got a new puppy. So it's been a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, because she's just crazy. And I'm having to clean everything all the time. You know what puppies are like. Oh, so yeah, I'm chasing okay. um, chasing my tail after her and then just going to do some shopping later. Okay. And what is she I like? I thought it was going to be a rest, restful Sunday. I'm so wrong. Restful with the puppy. That's like the dream of being in the newborn bubble. You're like, babe, I know. have the naps before, no? Oh. And so what kind of what kind of puppy? She's a Cocker Spaniel. Oh, oh, so they're quite lively, aren't they? They're very, very lively. Okay. And I really didn't realise how lively. Very oh. naive. And how's the rescue taken to her? Um, not very happy. Oh dear. She's growling at her a lot, but I think after a couple of days they'll gel together. Okay. You yeah. know what us ladies are like. Yeah. <laughs> She'll get on with it eventually. She'll get on. <laughs> if we could get some dog prosecco, they'd be fine. I mean, it's got to be a thing. <laughs> Everything else is covered in dogland, isn't it? It has to be. So tell me, who? Which is your favourite dog, by the way? Do you have a favourite? Um, allowed to choose? I love them this? both. I, yeah, I okay. love them both. Diplomatic. <laughs> I like it. Very good. Um, okay, so today's missing word, as you may or may not know, is from an interview with Eddie Izzard at Carfest. And there's a brilliant highlights show of Carfest uh, hosted by Steve Denyer tonight at 7pm on Virgin Radio that you're not going to want to miss. Um the clip. Have you got any inkling, Angela, of the I missing think words? A, a little Don't tell me. Bit, yeah, okay. A little bit, but yeah. I think I'd like to hear it again. Okay, well, shall we do that? We'll give you one Thank one last you. listen. Thank I think about so going much. somewhere and doing something. That's why I went to America. That's why I've played all states of America now, including Madison Square Garden and, and the Hollywood Bowl. So, I think I, I think I do now. I hope I'm right, Angela. I hope you're right too, Angela. I feel like we've connected. <laughs> so, Angela, in Middlesex, where or what is that missing word? I think it's 50. Is it 50? I think about going somewhere and doing something. That's why I went to America. That's why I've played all 50 states of America now, including Yay! Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Thank well you done, so Angela, because I have to be perfectly honest with you. I had to Google because I was like, isn't it 51? I think with Alaska, yeah. it's 51. I did question myself. Well, you went with the right one in the end. Follow your gut. That's the that's the yes. key, isn't it? Now, Definitely. you Thank will be getting, Angela, a glorious hamper with all of those aforementioned goodies. But I just wanted to let you know that there's also Paw Secco available. It's not in your hamper yet, but you can get it for the newbie. Might take the Ooh. edge off tonight. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Hit the hay, 8pm. I highly recommend it. Oh, I will. I will, definitely. Thank you. May I ask you, Angela, could we get like something signed from you for my partner? Of course you okay? can. Yeah, what, I mean, what are you thinking, Angela? No, <laughs> yes, we will do that for sure. Thank you. Okay. Oh, that's lovely of you. So All right, nice lovely. to see you. You too. And thank you, Virgin. Thank, thank you so much. You. 
Thank you so much for listening today. You can catch me every Saturday and Sunday from 9.30 on Virgin Radio. Follow us on all our socials to keep up to date and make sure you check out our YouTube channel too. I know. Just look up at Virgin Radio UK and you'll find loads of great interviews and live sessions. Until next time. Angela Scanlon on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio.